Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot and really a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Monday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there, join the militia. Thanks for tuning in and hanging out with us. We appreciate all of you. You'll hear from us, and we'll hear from you in fan feedback for Syracuse football's Ugly 41-3 loss against Louisville and Syracuse basketball redeems redeems us all with a um, awesome second half to come back and beat uh, what was the score? 75-60. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, a little bit of a, a bittersweet, but not really. More bitter. Let's be honest. Right? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Just because it's early, okay. right? So, like, it's a situation where I think there was a lot more people looking forward to, you know, seeing if Syracuse could get to a bowl game against Louisville this past weekend versus worrying about, you know, a Drexel, you know, second game of the season Drexel. I think that a lot of Syracuse fans, they, um, they assume to win that game. Drexel not terrible. No, they're not terrible. I mean, Colonial, they usually have some good teams. <coughs> Excuse me. Usually the... Uh, the uh, teams that come out of the Colonial do, you know, at least have a chance to get that first round upset. They were six in the Colonial last year and made the tournament, um, but they didn't really come close to an upset. So, but yeah, still nonetheless a team that made the tournament last year. Uh, Dylan Markowitz, if you didn't hear, he entered the transfer portal. He announced his decision uh, Sunday evening on Twitter. So, mm. uh, with that said, you know, well, wish him wish him luck you with know, that. There's some of them. There's some of these things that, that pop up like him and like Russell Thompson Bishop, some of these other guys where you kind of see it. Writing's on the wall. You know Schrader's going to be there for another two years um, with Jacoby and Morgan, Justin Lamson, and I'm sure they're going to eventually, you know. Oh, that's my phone. You all know I'm diehard now, right? Why, yeah, well, why hey, did that even – how come it's on mute? I don't even understand how that came through. Sorry about that. Goes in goes in good with the, uh, with the show, right? That's right. Um, <laughs> so – some of these guys, you just know, you can't have five quarterbacks in a room without somebody knowing, especially how easy it is to transfer now. Like, you know where you are in the pecking order, and you know how many more years these other guys have in the pecking order, on top of the fact that we're going to recruit other quarterbacks. So um, I know that, you know, the media and some fans especially like to make big deals about these guys going to the transfer portal, but you see it more and more now, especially with the transfer portal being so easy and um, – yeah, I mean, it's expected at this point. What, are you going to have a guy sitting here and go four years, five years, his third string? 
<laughs> no, no, was he third string though? He was wasn't he was he fourth string or third string? I don't even know. I just know Jacoby and Morgan was the guy behind, you know. So he was at least fourth string when DeVito was here and then at true. least third string in right. So Yeah. True. So anyways, wish him luck. It's just, you know, yeah. just obviously um he needs to do what's best for him and if he feels like He's had some help developing at, at Syracuse, and he feels like he's got a little bit more to offer, and then that's what he's going to do. And this day and age, it's that's... No, and he's a passing quarterback too, right? Right. And all of this so is... just ex- like DeVito. Right. So it's expected. And, you know, people made a big deal about, oh, it's a second quarter. Who cares? <laughs> right. I mean... He's not a running quarterback. He's not a running quarterback. Our offense is going. So he's going to go find a place where he can maybe play. We've got two, hopefully three, but at least two games left. So we will go from there with that. So we are going to get into the coach montage here in a minute. But first, I want to tell you about... And yes, I'm doing it backwards. You know, one day off really screwed everything up. And we can all, once again, thank... Joe for that. So, Hi. with that said, with that said, I got a great let's, explanation. Let's talk about Symbol. Okay, Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your team wins, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your team wins. Join the 7,000-plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com today to create your free account. And when you deposit, make sure to use the promo code SD to make your deposit risk-free. Visit symbol.com and use the promo code SD and your deposit will be risk-free. This means even if you lose money, Symbol will refund your initial deposit. No questions asked. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams today. Also, Get to your iOS or Android store. Download the Spotify Green Room app. It is free. All you need is a username, an email address, and a password to set yourself up an account. Once you do, you can follow us at Cuse Militia and sign up for notifications so that way when we go live, you will know and it will give you a notification. And we usually do this during fan feedback. You can get on there and listen to us live. Or you can even uh, chat amongst yourselves or request a speaker. Request a speak and I approve it. A red microphone above your icon or on your icon will appear. Hit that red microphone to unmute yourself and say your piece. Go to your iOS or Android stores today. Download the Spotify Green Room app. It is free. Let's see what Coach had to say. You know, obviously disappointed about the football game. It got away from us extremely quickly, which is which is extremely disappointing. Uh, we, I thought we played up, like, played better in the second half, but uh, the game by the time the third quarter started, the fourth quarter, third quarter ended, and the fourth quarter started, based off of time and where we were at, it was a really really difficult task. Uh, disappointed, definitely got to take responsibility for that, and will we need to be better, and we will. Questions. Well, you guys get to look after it's all said and done. We got some people back, some people we didn't get back. But anytime you have a buy and a break in the action, sometimes these things happen. Mikael Jones is our quarterback of our defense. Losing Mikael Jones in a football game is like us losing Garrett Schrader. Okay? Regardless of that, okay, you train people to be backups and you have to find a ways to not only improvise, but find a way to give guys a chance when you lose a cat. And we need to do a better job of that. I'm not going to share what, what, what I told them. The targeting was not a helmet-to-helmet targeting. 
the, the targeting was a crown to surface targeting, which means the officials felt that he was in the wrong tackling position and that he could endanger himself, which is the reason why he got thrown out. Well, I figured that uh, those teams were in the top 25. We played other teams in the top 25, and we played them within three points. So I guess we're going to have to try to find a way to go out there and do it again with those top 25 teams. Sunday we start, and we're on the field on Tuesday and Wednesday. You can't change what we're doing right now. There's nowhere else to go. Okay, Heels are on a cliff. You can back up if you want to, but you know the results of that. Okay, Joe, not a ton of... Not a ton of um, analysis for me, if you will, because mm -mm. the the game was what it was. Like Coach said, they it got away way too quick. It was yep. it was if Syracuse and Louisville come to the center of the ring for a boxing match, Cuse goes to tap gloves and Louisville just throws a haymaker, says, "Get that shit out of here. We're not playing this. We're not tapping gloves stuff." Uh, and look. Hats off to Louisville for the way that they came out because that was the that was the best game they played all year, and it was the worst yeah. game that we played all year, um, hands down. And um, you know they do it on Lamar Jackson Day, and I'm just like you know whatever. Uh, but they were unprepared coming out of a bye. I expected more out of Syracuse. Um, it's just unfortunate. So I, I don't know what else you can add to that show, but feel free. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, it just got, we talked about this when we were coming up. We said that we were going to have to, you know, stay with them early and uh, make sure that they don't get out to a good lead and kind of stop any type of momentum they have. Because, again, we knew with it being Lamar Jackson Day and them kind of being, you know, backs against Lamar the wall with being able to. Day. Between, well, look, between that, you know, if you're a player there, then that kind of gets amped up a little bit. But Absolutely. also the fact that, also the fact that, you know, if you want to, it was a key win for them to be able to at least, I mean, they're going to most likely be Duke. So to be able to solidify right. the Bulls this year, that was a key win. So they were on, like, they were on high alert all time, like, let's go. And we needed to just break that early and kind of, kind of take their will away from them and not allow them to take the momentum, turn it into confidence and turn it into what it turned into. Um, we know we're a running team and they just shut us down. And then realistically, I mean, you could say you know, that we weren't ready. The, some people say, oh, the bye week works sometimes. Bye week doesn't work. You know, I know we were missing some key linemen with Blake and um, Veterello. Veterello is out for the season. Penn is out for the season. Um, Blake Batisdale is. Look at it. I think. Oh, you. Oh, Joe. Yes. Okay, you're breaking up. So, truth be told, Joe has no internet. Okay, that's why. This is in disarray. It's it's why we weren't here yesterday. Well, kind of why, uh, but uh, everything everything you just said muted out. So go ahead. We had some key players out with Bleich and obviously Vetterello was out for the year, right? So yeah, go from there. Yep. You were saying, and I and Mikel Jones getting tossed out too. I, don't, right. I think that that you know that hurt us a little, but I don't think it really would have mattered. I think that overall it looked like. Um, 
it looked like it was just a bad matchup, and we needed to keep it close early, not to allow them to score. And uh, honestly, you know, as much as you don't want to make excuses, I don't think that the, the, the weather helps too much for them either. So um, you're looking at the way that decent defenses and decent teams with good athletes and good recruiting classes are going to play against us. Um, and we're not good stopping a running quarterback with a good offensive line anyway. Uh, and then throw on top of that. I mean, they just pretty much did what Wake Forest did. Their guys beat us one-on-one because we had to move everyone in the box to stop their run. Uh, but when other teams do that to us, we can't seem to either complete a pass or get a guy open. So whether it's the play calling, the you know the pass or the catch, you know it's it's a little bit of everything. But um, yeah, it just definitely from the get-go looked like it wasn't going to work out, and it was very hard to watch. Um, you know, truth be told, I didn't watch really anything after halftime. Um, so before we get into my Cal, you mentioned him, I was in the montage Louisville scored on its first four drives, a touchdown, not just scored. They scored touchdowns. Uh, the mm-hmm. first two plays of the game, we were talking about this in the, in the, uh, preview, uh, worried about Jalen Mitchell having a game and he comes out and, and runs for 67 yards on the first two plays. And yeah. That's over, by the way, that's over a half of what he totaled. So in the first two plays, he actually accumulated more than half of what he totaled for the entire game. But yep. that, that set the pace. Three plays later, Malik Cunningham runs it in. And, you know, they did a good job with Malik Cunningham at the end of the day. But like you said yesterday, Joe, when we were talking, they, they, they held him to 19 yards rushing. But in, six is long, which was the touchdown. But... You're playing that the whole game, so you're 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 containing him, yes. But he goes for 200 yards through the air, and just the flawless first half that Louisville had, and the and just the the sputtering on offense that Syracuse had, the stats don't jump out to you like extremely you know impressive or anything. But with the first half like they had in the first half that we had, it's just just a recipe for disaster from start to finish. Yeah, so pretty much, yeah. And, and Sean Tucker was held to under 100 yards, so his seven-game streak comes to an with a 100 games plus comes to an end. Um, just, you know. So uh, let's talk about Michael real quick. Look, you know, a bang-bang play, I'm not thinking that's targeting, okay? Um, you, <sighs> when you slow any of these plays down, and this is kind of the problem with going and reviewing it, in my opinion, you slow it way down, and it looks bad, but when it's real time, it is hard for a Michael Jones or any anybody to adjust to a runner adjusting to him. So um, that runner came down. I mean, it could if he didn't come if that runner didn't come down, and I don't remember who it was. I assume it was Mitchell, but I can't remember. If he if he doesn't come down, uh, Michael might, helmet might not hit him. Uh. See, that one's tough for me because, again, I think a lot of people, they want to equate targeting to, like, you know, hitting their helmet, helmet to helmet stuff. But it's the crown like of the that. helmet is the key to that definition. But the, but the crown, it's the crown of the defender player's helmet, not the offensive True. player's. Yeah, so when right. it comes down to it, what they're trying to do is they're trying to completely get away with players du- dick- ducking. Ducking? Ducking their head. Sorry. Dicking their head? Ducking, no. Ducking their head. To where the crown of the helmet is, they're going towards like spearing somebody or aiming toward. And you know, um, when I first saw it, I was like, "What?" And then when I looked at it, I mean, it was something that he didn't have to do. This guy was already going down. 
uh, he was coming in to clean up and he lowered his head into his side, you know, into his ribs, everything like that. And I know that part of it is definitely, you know, the security of, um, you know, the player that's got the ball, but it's also, you know, security of that. There's a lot of players that get hurt on defense, you know, when they lead with their head down, not it's with dangerous. Their, their helmet up. Yeah, it's very dangerous. And, yeah. you know, the, the thing that I think got me more than just that play was later on that night, I watched I they get the first one. <laughs> I forget the first one, but I saw two other games where players did the same exact type of thing in someone's shoulder pad or in someone's side. wasn't even helmet to helmet, and they got ejected just like that. I mean, one of them was there was an NC State player that got ejected. Um, a, secondary, a secondary player on their defense got ejected by a similar play. He lowered the crest of his helmet going right in and hit the shoulder pad, but um, you know he got he got ejected as well. So. Um, something that they're trying to completely eliminate is, is defensive players lowering their helmet to, to possibly get them their, their spinal injuries um, to, and, and to keep their head up. And the only way to do it is to completely just make it illegal no matter where you hit the, it's, the ball carrier. It's, it's got to be black or white, and I understand that. And in the, in the thick of the moment, you're just pissed. Michael's emotional. He's getting kicked out of the game. Obviously, it wasn't on purpose. No, uh, and, and, and you know it's just too bad. It's just too bad when you when you slow these things down. They always look way worse than what they are. And right, I get that's how we do replays and stuff. But and and I think you're right. I mean, it, I think it should be black and white. And as long as it's the same across the across the league, then the entire yep. NCAA, then I'm at the end of the day, I'm okay with that. Yeah, it doesn't it's, mean it's... I like it because that's how. Let's be honest. I mean. We're getting to the point where kids, even in Pop Warner, I mean, in a couple of years, none of them are going to be taught to lower their helmet like that. But that's what we were all taught. I mean, and I don't know how far back this goes, but... but no, I think that there's a lot of science and some medical stuff that goes against that stuff, and that's how they're teaching it now. To be perfectly honest with you, there's a lot more leagues that don't even play contact. I mean, we played contact at, what, eight years old? I mean, I remember going helmet oh, yeah. to helmet at eight years old, nine years old, right? I don't even think some... I think it was, late, I think it was younger than that. Some people don't go, you know, helmet to helmet or you know, pads until they get to school ball at this point. So, um, again, it's it's not necessarily the helmet to helmet to the to the ball carrier. Really, it's what it is. Is when you look at it, just always look at it like, did he have to completely dip his head down, duck his head down, and pretty much aim the top of his helmet towards the player? Because if it looks like he's going toward the player when he didn't have to do that, then they're going to call it every time. Yeah, and and I guess they should as long as they do. Then, across the board, then I'm fine with it. I just think it's absolutely. I think it's here's one. Here's what I think. Okay, because I think the the punishment doesn't necessarily fit the crime. You get ejected. It's not just a 15 yard penalty. It's ejection, and and maybe maybe that can be something that should be looked at. And you can make an argument for that. Well, isn't it? Isn't he suspended for the first half of next game now? I don't. I didn't think so. I thought he was just ejected for this game. Okay, I yeah, didn't yeah. know. Oh no, because oh because it's. I think usually when you get ejected, you have to wait a half. But because he got ejected in the, in the first, first half, half, I think he's good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway. All right. So to let's wrap this thing up. Uh, yeah. Uh, bowl eligibility, dude. Obviously, it's looking dire. Okay. <sighs> Uh, there's, there's no other way to put it. If we're being honest with ourselves, I know you can go on Twitter and find those, those positive people that still think we're going to, you know, we're going to win out. We're going to win both of these games. But, um, look, honestly, it's dire. And if you watched NC, NC state play, um, they were 
Excellent. This is a tough team. NC, yeah. NC State is a tough team, man. So yeah. uh, with that said, that, I don't, that doesn't necessarily mean that, that Syracuse is going to lose against them, and that should obviously not be the mentality heading into that game. But no. it is not looking great. And this was the one game I feel like we needed to have to, to obviously um, get the bowl eligibility, saying that mathematically that would have done it. But uh, besides that, yeah. it was our best chance. So, and yeah. I mean, with that said, like Coach says, your heels are on the edge of the cliff. You're going to step back. You know, they've got to figure out the passing. It's not great. And no. I don't. And that was here. Here's the thing, dude, real uh, real quick, because I know you probably got something to say. Seeing that you started to say something, and I cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I look when you watch it on TV, it's it's a little different than watching it, obviously there. But it, it to me, all the checkdowns and short passes that he was completing was because he couldn't get anything else, and he was trying to be safe with the ball. I, I, I just don't think that him just chucking it up or downfield would have been a great idea either. Uh, to avoid catastrophe in a game like that. So he was checking down. I, I mean, those weren't his first reads. He was holding the ball. And by the way, he didn't have a ton of time during that game. Louisville's no. defense was on him hard. I mean, he was sacked four times. Well, they had eight, nine in the box almost every time. Yeah. So Almost every single time. So I don't, I don't know. It was they, they just crept up on us and maybe – I don't know. Maybe these other teams will be a better situation, you know, a better matchup for us because they don't have running quarterbacks. But I'll tell you, I mean, if we have to do the same thing to stop NC State's running game, I mean, you saw the receiver. The receivers are big. They're strong. They make catches, and um, you know, our guys are going to struggle with them, you know, man to man, just on an island by themselves. Um, and also, too, I mean, our special teams was awful again. I mean, that was bad. Well, like, that was we uh, that was the that was uh, what's his name. Um... Yeah, it was oh, the walk on, right? Yeah, it was. It was the yeah. So yeah, it was it was the walk on, and yeah, there's a lot of things going on. And I think I'm right there with you with Schrader, um, Ian Hawkins. Yeah, Ian Hawkins, I'm right there with you with Schrader as far as I mean. I think it's more probably along the lines of either play calling or our guys, our receivers being able to get open man to man. I think um, they were just blanketed, man. I just don't think he wanted to risk some of those throws. Right, and that's the thing is, is until we get somebody in the room that can actually make plays and beat their guys, then um, on a consistent level, then he he might. I mean, he's just throwing up YOLO balls if he throws them up. You know, I think that there's still some stuff there that we're lacking. And um, I mean, there was a couple drops too. I mean, who who was it? Um, who was it that it just went right through his hands? He's wide open. Is that Luke Luke Benson? Benson? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought. So. Yeah, like that was like when you when you watch that game and you see that and you're like, oh, okay, this is this is how, this we're never gonna recover from this. This is just how it's gonna go. So, uh, by the way, uh, Ian Hawkins for his first full game was uh, averaging 29 yards a punt. So, um, he he did have one good one, but I believe there was a penalty on that too, which is just a nightmare. So, anyways, yeah. let's 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 hear from you a little bit because that's what we do here, and I just think it's fair to do, uh, Robert. <laughs> I'm right. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you might as well. What we do, right? So (laughs) we're not just going to silence silence people because we didn't like the way the game went, right? Right, exactly. Uh, Robert on Facebook, Louisville was ready. Cuse was not. Just sad. Uh, RG on Facebook, we done got creamed. Robert 
on Facebook. Good thing. Another Robert on Facebook. Is that all three of the same people right there? I feel no, like. no, no. That's why I clarified all, that. These two are Roberts and an RG. Yeah, these are these are two, three different people. Good thing they had an extra week to prepare. Now, Joe, that that's the one thing that really bothered me about this is because we talked at nauseum about the the fact that we were going to come out from a buy and two and having two weeks to prepare and you know what an advantage that gives us and um, to hopefully get some guys uh, healthy again and back on the field and um, it was just the opposite it was like they didn't have any kind of rhythm they seemed lazy I mean I'm not calling them lazy I'm saying the play was just a little lazy and right. um, coming off to this, this the slow start like that it was just the exact opposite of what I would have expected now how much is that of that is on the coaches how much that's on the kids the weather like you mentioned was was kind of bad but it was cold it was cold right Right. yeah i mean it wasn't like raining or anything but um it was cold cold they've played in this year yeah absolutely but i mean it takes a quarter to get warmed up or half a quarter to get warmed up it's already 14 to 3 or whatever it is then it's like whoa yeah. So, I mean, with that said, Joe, I mean, I think that that lays at the the feet of the coaches, having them prepared, and they just weren't prepared. I mean, what do you think? I think that, it's, I mean, everybody, I mean, it's the coach's job. You know, he's the highest guy on the totem pole there. So it's his job to, to take his lumps and, and to take, you know, be the scapegoat, so to speak. But, um, we, we know that obviously it, it goes deeper than that. And, you know, it's his job to make sure that he doesn't have to eat crow and have to answer to our media and answer to this craziness um, by getting everybody else prepared. So whether it's indirectly or directly his fault, then we're never going to know. But um, he's the one that's going to take the, you know, the punches on the chin for everything that happens. And um, it's up to him to make sure that he fixes the things that are causing him to get punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, it's it's yeah, right. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much as easy to go. I can't. I, I hate blaming one person, but when you're at the top, then you have to you have to take it. Just like you're, if you're a quarterback, you have to take it. But at the end of the day, it could be various numerous things. But you know, it's up to Dino to get that stuff fixed. You know, if not, then it's up to him to get it fixed in the off season. Yeah, Steve. On Facebook, make reservations for the toilet bowl. Need some coaching upgrades. Offensive coordinator must go. O-line and D-line was absent today. Thankfully, basketball is here. There it is. There it is. <laughs> there it is. So easiest go-to. <laughs> the, yeah, easiest that's, go-to. It is. Thank God Syracuse basketball yeah. is here. And until football's gone and you start and we get our first oh, we'll, loss. We'll, we'll, have a, we'll have a rough stretch with that, too. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Happens every mm-hmm. year. Con, uh, oh yeah, Con, but I mean that seems to be working out. Uh, Con five and seven end uh, quite possible at Drew Q. Going stop. Out on the limb there. What five and seven? Going out on a limb. Oh, there, so oh right, yeah, seven, yeah, no. right. Uh, at Drew Q. Stopped watching after twenty-one to three. Decided to clean the garage and listen. Stopped listening after the third. Garage was equally as frustrating as a game, but I could do something about the garage. So- <laughs> hey, I like that out. I like that that outlook. Very good. Yeah. 
game was uh, at K Nabiwaniak. Uh, game was over when Michael Jones was tossed. The punting was absolute joke. Uh, Coley was picked on all day. Yes. And this was the first game this season where the tackling was really bad. Onto the ugly triangle stepchildren at North NC State. Um, there was something in here I wanted to touch on. Oh, I don't. I think it was over before Mike. I don't think Michael Jones get, getting disqualified made. I mean, it made an impact, but it wasn't going to save the game if he wasn't disqualified. Yeah, most likely not. Yeah, I mean, it's just it is. It just was not good. I mean, it didn't help, but. At, no, right. Well, I, obviously, at Michelle A. Milou, everything sucked, sucked except for the super nice guy who streamed the game on Facebook for us. Well, yes, that guy is wow. awesome. That guy is awesome, right? There you go. At Spud Mall 5, coming off a of bye week, uh, how was this possible? Babers essentially had two weeks to prepare this game, as we were talking about, Joe. A 41-3 to loss is unacceptable. Um, yeah, and I, I miss Eric Dungy, Andre Schmidt. That's it, literally. Yes, the three points, which also, by the way, um, was questionable. You know, that was not great conditions, and that was a long kick, too, was it not? Wasn't it 43 yards or something like that? Yeah, yeah but yeah, they were only losing 7 nothing at that point. Yeah, right, and you're thinking, okay, all right, well, I'll take the three. It's fine. We don't need to do anything risky here, right? And, um, right. You know, it just, that was it. Literally it. <laughs> At Turf on Fire, can't, can still beat NC State or Pitt, but what the F? Classic egg after bye. Coach and staff has explained to do nothing to gain, leaving starters in the second half. Joe, that was a little bit of a controversy. I don't really have a big problem with it. I know that they were trying to get Tucker as 100 yards at the end of that game. That was obvious. Uh, what say you about leaving Trader and Tucker in there like that at the end? Yeah, I just... I mean, I get it, and I get that you want to like keep somebody up at um, a certain pace and to keep them in, you know, as long as Sean Tucker's relevant, then at that point, pretty much Syracuse is relevant, right? And I'm not saying that that's like, how the coach thinks and everything like that. And I know you never want to give up as a coach, but at the same time, there's got to be a point in time where, um, you know, you just got to. You just got to take your. I mean, you can't take that that risk. I mean, we we're not gonna know as fans. You know who stayed out there as starters that maybe shouldn't have been out there that maybe they did something to themselves or you know they won't be able to play any of the other game like we don't know i'm just saying it's just a risk you know i'm not saying it's the dumbest thing and i understand what he was doing but at the same time even at the end i'm like man what do you you know like it, what happens if this right but here's the thing nothing happened but if something does happen now that's all we hear about right I mean, if right. if Tucker takes an awkward fall or if he gets freaking blown up or same for Schrader, I mean, obviously, you know, no harm, no foul. Right. Right? Well, and that's the thing. You don't want to come in. You don't want to become that fan that's whining about stuff in hindsight when, you know, you didn't, it didn't happen, but it could have. Well, it didn't, like you said. Right. But exactly. I mean, from F, I mean, everyone's got their own stuff as a coach. And everyone, you know. I mean, I was, I, I for one was, was hoping Tucker was going to get his hundred yards. He came close. Me too. So you know what? And if Tucker and Schrader were out there like advocating to stay in, and I want to come in, no, I'm not coming out. Then that's a different story. That's true. But again, we'll never know. It's not our team, and you know, no harm, no foul. If nobody got hurt, right? At the end of the day, you know, I mean, that's right. that's kind of is what it is. Okay. All right, we will be right back after this. <sighs> 
That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm-mm-mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. As I mentioned, Symbol, 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 symbol Symbol.com is the sports stock market app that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. I'll get it out. Uh, There are two ways to make money on Symbol. First, every time your team wins, you earn cash. Second, 
Just like the stock market, if you think a team is going to increase in value, buy low and sell high for a profit, use the promo code SD to make your first deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money or decide the market isn't for you, Symbol will refund your initial deposit. No questions asked. That's www.simbull.com. Symbol.com. Go there. Sign up today and the Spotify Green Room app. Go there to your iOS or Android store that is and download the app. Once you do, all you need is a username, an email address, and a password. And you can do your own thing there. You can actually start your own podcast from that. You can sign up to have your session recorded and it will be emailed to you. You take that email, recorded email, and you go ahead as an MP3 and load it right into a a podcast hosting site and boom, you got a podcast. You can be just like me and Joe. Okay, so download that today. Go to iOS or Android Store. Yeah, go to the iOS or Android Store today and download that Spotify Greenroom app. Okay, so Joe, a little bit Sir. slow start to the game last night for Syracuse basketball. Um, they might have been caught off guard a little bit. The 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 just the defense wasn't there. I think um, they just didn't seem like they had a ton of energy at first, and. Um, Drexel was nailing, every, you know, well, not everything. It went seven for 17 from three, which is pretty good in the first half. And we were down by one heading into the locker room at the end of the half. Come out, tons of energy. Um, the defense just was amazing. Um, it caused, I think they caused um, 12 turnovers, I think, just in the second half, if I remember right. And um, we did get beat on the boards, 30 to 26, but... I know Buddy was 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 Ken Palm's MVP according to his um, you know his uh, algorithm there, but with twenty three points, which is which is great, and him and his brother um, combined for what uh, thirty seven. So yeah. with Jimmy Jimmy with fourteen, but to me the standout's got to be Joe Girard, dude. I mean eight for eight in his in the two games, he's a hundred percent from three right now. He's just playing. Excellent basketball. And at this time last year, he was already getting the business from everybody. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, so, I mean, but, but I mean, I think Joe is evolving into, into what I think Syracuse fans kind of expected as buddy is to be honest, from my point of view, buddy, he started exceeding my expectations probably about halfway through last year. uh, If not before that, but, um, this this team, and Cole Swider too. I mean, dude. Oh, Cole Swider, he had a great game. All yes, around. yes, I mean. he did. I mean, in in in, they're just. This is a this is a really this team has got a lot of potential, with a lot of new pieces to be playing. In my opinion, this good. And like I said, we deal with the game that's in front of us, and right now it's Drexel. Right, I don't care, you know, where they stand at the moment. That's who we played, and that's what we're going to talk about. But right. Um, this team, I think, has got they. Could, we don't know what their ceiling is, right? I mean, I think we kind of have an idea of what their floor could be, but I don't know. And and that lays on the defensive end, in my opinion. But I, we don't know what their ceiling right. is yet, you know. So I feel really good about it heading into um, what is it, Colgate, and then Atlantis. Yeah. Well, they. I mean, they all. They all can shoot, basically, for the most part. Um, they weren't lying about that. And when Beheim said, you know that. And a storied um, little short 
whatever series they had on cues.com when he said this might be the best shooting team he's ever had like he might not be lying and um yeah no kidding it's just you know seeing all these these players doing all that stuff and like i have a feeling that this is going to be a lot of like a lot of the box scores whether win or lose who's the su mvp and you're going to try to look across the thing and is it buddy with this 23 points well i mean what else did he do Oh, well, Jimmy did. Oh, well, Cole had 11 points, five rebounds, four assists, and five steals, right? Like, oh, like, there's like three or four people that are worthy of saying, okay, this guy might have, like, might be, might have been the best player in, in the game. So um, it's good because it doesn't seem like there's a lot of guys that are, um, that are selfish and they pass the ball around. And you just, you got to hope that they just, Group together and learn their defense, and then second half was definitely. I mean, when we down, we went down one going into halftime, I'm like, oh god, here we go. Um, but you know, we do know that we usually in these type of games we can come out slow, especially you know first couple games against the uh, mid major teams, and usually they go into halftime, whatever Jim says to them gets them going, and usually they make the adjustments to the two three zone. And I mean, we saw that. I mean, we were talking about 15 steals, really, 20 turnovers. I mean, that's ridiculous. So, um, you know, we we went in there and they, you know made adjustments. And then the, the most thing, like, the biggest thing to me is, is that, like you said, none of them are selfish. They're all very coachable. They're all very knowledgeable. They played with each other a lot. Been with each, been been around each other a lot. So those are the type of teams that can they can do some special things. Now, obviously, they have some some things that they need to figure out and some shortcomings and maybe some lineups against some other teams. But, um, I mean, so far, so good. I don't want to get too cautiously optimistic, but I, I think I'm right there with you. With I think we kind of know what their floor is, but the ceiling? There's, mm. no, there's, there's no telling. I mean, if, if they when they get this defense right. Now, t- traditionally speaking, Syracuse's defense, especially with new pieces being, being plugged in, it's always awful. As far mm-hmm. back as I can remember, it's always awful to start the year. And then the thing about coaches is, which is why I hate the criticisms all the time of coach, is that he's usually got these guys pretty ready uh, when it's when it's important. This team, I don't feel like they have that big of a learning curve on the defensive end with Jimmy in there for one, um, and Cole. I mean, has he really had an issue? Has Swider had an issue at all? Really um, getting used to the two-three zone? I mean, maybe a little bit, but nothing significant that I've noticed. And the one, the one still to me is Jesse, and I just think that he over, you know, he's just got to get a little stronger and everything. But he's still holding his own in there. I mean, he's not doing terrible. I, I, I think, yeah, you know, four, four, four blocks. blocks, yeah. So and Frank played pretty well too. I just think that when it comes to the two-three zone, I feel like everybody looks at it like it's just supposed to look the same every game and they're just supposed to figure it out, right? Like, there's some teams that have – they don't have the personnel to beat our zone, period. Like, you can come in and you can be like, God, we have to play our absolute worst, 100% worst game ever on offense for this team to even have a chance because they don't have the personnel, they don't have the height, and they just don't know how to beat the zone, pass around, and have patience for the zone. Um, then there's other teams that just have not every piece that you need to beat a zone. So – Right now, Cole Swider, he could get away, and Jimmy Beheim, they can get away with certain rotations and certain things where I'm sure Beheim and some of the other coaches see it, but, you know, he got away with it because nothing bad happened. So the, the, the fan, the, you know, the naked eye of the fan doesn't see it, but some of these other guys do. So, I mean, when you look at the 2-3 zone, it's a team-to-team, like, day-by-day basis. Like, it's a matchup game, and, and, you know, what we did against Drexel – may or may not work against Colgate and we may have to make some adjustments against them. Uh, that's just the, 
that's just the way of the two three zone. But until we see enough different teams with enough different combinations, then these guys are still learning new stuff every single game. So it's going to be a learning curve until, like you said, you get further into the season. And that's really what it is because you get to the conference play and these guys are played against a two three zone and they coach against it and they know where to put people and how to beat it. So you need to figure out. And then that's where the chess game really happens. So non-conference is just figuring out against, you know, random opponents, but the ACC knows it. So you got to get, got to get your rotations down by then. So again, we're going to get to a point where we, we really see how good this defense is, but um, you know, a little small halftime adjustment and uh, a little bit of talking to last night was all they needed against Drexel. Well, they've got enough tests coming up where, um, and like Mahir on Facebook says, uh, lots of thoughts. First, this was a great test, and I do think it was. I think Drexel is pretty good. They moved the ball very very well. I said that. They moved the ball very well and got great looks and knocked it down well. Great adjustments by Cuse in the second half. Jimmy B is impressive. The ability to use both hands is cool. And that reverse was beautiful. Benny Williams, certified pogo stick. Dude, oh my gosh. Yeah, someone else mentions it. We'll we'll get into it. (laughs) Buddy Bayheim, still a bucket. Out-rebounded by Drexel, not good. Jesse and Frank look good. The last two turnovers of the game were not fun to see. JG3 hasn't missed a three all year. Uh, Well, in the two games, to be fair, but true. Eight for eight. Sucks the next game isn't for about a week. Uh, but lots to work on and get better at. Yeah, so um, oh, there's a lot there. He's always got a lot. But yeah. let's let's take this. Let's take um, as far as Drexel is a test for you, Joe. I I didn't put a whole lot of thought into that until I saw them. They're actually pretty good. I think it was a good test. And, and what's yeah. going to be the better test, Drexel or Colgate? Oh, probably Drexel. Yeah, probably. It would be right? my opinion, but. Uh... Again, I mean, I think Colonial is a little little step up with the Patriot. I know there's some good Patriot teams that come out of there and can beat teams from the Colonial, but I would overall say, I mean, you're going from, you know, just a different type of league versus a team that, I mean, obviously you could tell the difference between Lafayette, and I think you'll see it from Colgate, that, that Drexel's just a, um, a more athletic team that just gets up and down a lot faster and uh, makes you run and – you know, they're not afraid to take those shots and, and make them, you know. They've been there in the tournament where they know that they, they're they not going to back down from a big team just because of their name, you know. But, I mean, obviously you still got to go out and hit the shots. But, I mean, you saw a little bit of the swag yesterday, especially at the end of the first half where it was like, okay, like they feel like they belong, whether they're winning. They weren't, they weren't intimidated at all about being in no, the Dome, about playing right. Syracuse. Exactly. That's what I mean. Is it was a little bit of a different feeling I thought than Lafayette, and we'll see with Colgate. But I thought it was a different feeling just upon how they came out and kind of stayed in the game, and then took a little bit of a, a couple punches, and then they came back and they like they knocked us down before the halftime, like and took the lead, and they were like, "See, I'm here, I'm here. Like, don't sleep on me." Yeah. And you know, we came back in the second half and and we took care of business, but they had to wake us up first and. You know, they're a team that's good enough to wake us up. I don't know if Lafayette or Colgate is. Uh, Jesse on Facebook missed both games. Question, what's up with Benny only taking eight shots in two games? Only played eight this game, so seems like a more normal rotation. Is he not a bigger part of the offense because everyone else is just really good, or is it playtime or what? Cause for concern later on, or we look good. These are questions. He hasn't he hasn't seen the games. So, right, right, uh, right. Benny, I think I think he's right where he should be right now, and he's only going to get better. And as he gets better, coach will use him more. 
And I trust coaches' decisions on these things. I don't ever question it. I mean, I watch the game, so I don't question it, but I understand where Jesse's coming from. But obviously, coach is going to play the people that he thinks can win the game. And uh, with someone doing, what's he, 40 in his 47th year? Of doing this, something like that, right? This is <laughs> right, right, right. So, uh, 46th. Uh, yeah. w- w- um, you know, I, I just trust him, but I think Benny's going to get more playing time. <laughs> We're two games in right now. I don't think it's a cause for concern at all as no. far as he goes. Obviously, the kid's freaking talented. And when he, when he, when he God. cites it, when he cites it in, it's going to be. Uh, you know, he's going to be there and he's going to be there. He's going to be on the court and um, we're going to have fresh legs and it's going to be hard to play, you know, the seven or eight, you know, at the end of the day, I think um, you're going to get, you're going to see an eight man rotation, which is a little abnormal, but I think it's going to be more regular this year or could be um, yeah, as the year goes on. Right. And we haven't had that in a while. So no. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have to understand too, that yeah, Benny, he was a, he was a high recruit and everything, but like at this moment right now, and I'm not talking about can jump higher or more athletic or who can win as a sprint down the court. Um, right now, Cole and Jimmy are better players than him. Um, right. He doesn't seem surprised that he's coming off the bench. Uh, it seems like, um, you know, he kind of knows what the deal is. He knows next year it's going to be his team. And I think that the coaches are just trying to get him as, as well prepared to be able to, to be help and a factor in some of these games down the stretch. Um, there's no doubt he's, he's, you know, an athletic freak um, just by that block. Right. But you can tell that his, his shots are kind of flat and sometimes he's moving a little bit too fast and um, that he's just things that he got to clean up. You know, everybody knows and everyone remembers those freshmen that, you know, come off the bench and, you know, they take those bad shots and then oh, right back to the bench because you don't know, you're not out there for that. And that's not your time yet, you know, and, and based upon our, our starting five, like we don't need somebody that's going to come in and, and shoot a bunch of shots. Uh, we need somebody that's going to come in and, and kind of fill the role and, and play their part. And that's kind of how Bayheim, he's still old school about it. You know, it's not, I mean, you get the mellows every once in a while, but with the the roster that we have, like it's a situation where they can kind of slow play Benny because there's no there's no reason to force him in there. Let him go in there and let him learn. Let him you yeah. Know, let him make the learn. mistakes now and, and exactly. figure it out. Get 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 yanked and get yelled at. And get the typical um, you know you haven't you're not knighted in on this team until you get the glare. So go out there, let yeah. him make mistakes and get yanked and, and, and learn from it. And that's just... Yeah, and then again, like you said, I mean, Beheim's been coaching this team longer than either of us have been alive. So yep. I think I'm going to take his 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 word for this. And um, I also have a little bit of, um, you know, go out and go... Talking about going out on a limb. Um, you know we're going to hear this, right? You know that we're going to get losses or Jimmy or Cole are going to play bad and, and they're going to be people talking about we should be playing Benny, right? Or sure. Benny should be starting over Jimmy because... Oh, he's only starting him because he's Jimmy's son and all this other stuff. You know we're going to hear it. Sure. So, um, I mean, just get prepared. Benny's a good player. I think that he has all the tools to help us. Um, if he grows in a, in a fast way, then I can see a situation where he could maybe come off the bench or start for somebody. You never know if injuries happen, but um, I don't think he was lied to. And I think that he knows that next year is his year. So he's just trying to be a factor this year, hopefully in a, in a special year. At Damn to Win on Twitter. Good early season test. Another another one. This is Neil Adler, by the way, from Inside the Loudhouse. Um, 
Great defensive adjustments. Centers were solid. Glad to see all eight primary rotation players getting good run. And Cole stuffed the stat sheet. Oh, and Joe is going to shoot 88.88% from three this year, Joe. Buy, sell, or hold. Do you think Joe can shoot 88.88% for the year? Uh, I mean, is that his prediction? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. If that's his prediction, I want to know how many attempts he has before I answer that question. Because <laughs> if he's only putting up three or four a game, then maybe. Well, if we but, know the um, Joe, the Joe Gerard that we know, he's well, going to throw him. He's going to throw him up. Well, you know, and that's why, I especially think if he's people, off. Yeah, but he, yeah, right. <laughs> hey, look, shooters shoot themselves out of a slump. That happens. Buddy does the same thing. But sure. I think that. A lot of this, you know, people, when you talk about, you know, Joe getting the business around this time last year, um, I think that people were, like, happy about his freshman year because most times people are patient about a player, especially a three-star, right? But at some point, like, every single – you remember, every single game, I think it probably still happens, but at least every single game for the past two years, all people have talked about – you hear a commentator every single time, what do they talk about? When they bring some at some point during the game, they talk about Joe Girard and his scoring record in New York State and how he scored all these points and he averaged over fifty points and that was what it was. He came in to be a point it's guard. He didn't come in to be a shooting guard, right? right? So yeah. all these people were coming in like, oh, he scored two thousand for four thousand, however many points, average fifty points a game. He should be lighting the, you know, and and then I he took then he took the the, the the school's football team and won a state championship. Yeah, right. You hear that every single time, right? Yeah. So now there's this huge like, oh, he's a great captain and he's a great leader and he's he scores all these points and that's my expectations. You know, maybe he might play football too. And like, I'm just joking. People didn't go out that far, but I'm just saying, <laughs> there's a situation where he was expected to score a lot of points. When you score over 50 points, but he got brought in to be a point guard. And I think to your point, um, he's starting to to look like a point guard and his stats are starting to look like a point guard. And um, all really, I mean, really. To, to another person's point, I forget the post, but they talked about turnovers at the end of the game. And I know it can get sloppy in the, oh, end was, of the yeah. game. But, I mean, you got to clean that stuff up. I mean, as long as Joe can become stronger with the ball to where he's not getting turnovers on a consistent basis, then, I mean, I already see the the progression. Yeah, the the the, the end of that game got sloppy, got a little lazy. Um, could have probably yeah. beat the spread. I think it was 20, I think. I can't remember. But with, you know, it is what it is. It's just a stat. I mean, but, you know, coach is going to address that for sure. So how about those centers? um, Oh, one thing, too. One thing, too, real quick. The, um, you know, there's there's something to say for. So, you know, Joe, he he would get a lot of attention last year. And and sometimes when Buddy would get the attention, it'd all be on Joe. Well, we don't have that this year. We're not going to have that this year. There's 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 too many good shooters. You can't stop them all. And so as long as Joe realizes his role, which I think he had a little bit of a tough time. I think he was playing a little bit too much hero ball. You know, sometimes when he was off, he would just, you know, like you said, try to shoot himself out of a slump. But we, we don't he doesn't have to do that. It's not all on him. Uh, no. and it's not all on Buddy. And um, that is going to be huge, I think, when we go into ACC play because ACC is going to be tough, bro. I know, I know that Florida yeah. State loss, but uh, you know, I guess Pitt loss. There's been a couple upsets, but uh, some bad losses. Yeah, yeah, but but it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, and they're gonna. He's going to get shut down. Buddy's going to get shut down, and it's going to be one of the the other. You know, it's going to be Jimmy Cole or or, or Joe 
stepping up when when Buddy's getting shut down or having a bad night. And I think we can do that. I think that's going to be the difference this year. So, well, with that yeah, said, I mean, I, I hope anyway, whatever. Yeah, well, I think some of it has to do with the fact of last year, like his freshman year, he didn't really have anybody behind him. Last year, he had Kadari. So and, I think and, that right, and we got partly because of no fans, and then partly because of the fact that he had somebody that everyone was clamoring for to, to start over him. So he was probably trying to do a little bit extra to prove that he's the one that's supposed to be out there, and he kind of didn't really hit the mark all the time with that forced some stuff up and which, which in, in turn forced Jim to bring in Kadari for him. And then you kind of made it look bad. You know, I think last year was kind of a, you know, just kind of a tough way of, you know, letting Joe know that this isn't how you play point guard, you know, and every time he messed up trying to keep his spot and he brought Kadari in, and, you know, it was kind of tough love type of situation. And I think that uh, he got the message at oil Q's. This is the hottest take of the night and i appreciate okay. captain patrick for bringing it for bringing it okay okay captain our buddy captain patrick he says <laughs> we look good in the second half and joe is a turd <laughs> uh, how about that yeah so uh that's really good i just put a lot of thought into that and we appreciate when you Thanks, guys come captain. here Thanks. when you when you guys come here and put a lot of thought into stuff like that at oil cues at cues daddy 44 boy let me tell you how many new syracuse accounts or maybe they're not new uh pop up all the time okay it's insane i guess probably every fan base has these but Anyway, first half was alarming, but we turned it on in the second half. Buddy can absolutely ball. Benny with another big block. Just started listening a couple weeks ago. Oh, new fan. Uh, Daddy Cuse loves it. Go effing orange, baby. Uh, 2022 Natty Champs. Calling it it now. F yeah. So, so, you know, our boy, our boy, Tony's going to be upset with me saying F yeah when he spelt it out. But that's how I'm playing this one. Uh, that's <laughs> oh, Joe's about to die. Joe's so close I'm to good. death right now, too. You good? No, I'm not. Will you stop it? <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Uh, hold on, barely... one more, one more, because he's in because he's in the green room. He's he's eavesdropping oh, like a creeper. At Cuse Waterboy, love how the team came out. It came out of the halftime locker room and turned it on. We've got so many shooters, but seeing the improved center play from Edwards and Anselm will be the true X factors. And sweet Jesus, that block by Benny. Man, can that kid get up, excited for what's to come. I don't know what you all saw, but from my angle, that was like... I mean, he was up there like 12 oh, foot. It looked like he could have hung from the top of the backboard. <laughs> yeah, bro. I know. Like, that's it was what insane. it looked like, for real. Like, straight up from the top of the backboard, that's what it looked like. I don't know how he, I mean, like you said, when he keys in on certain stuff, he keyed in on that, and he came all the way across the other side. Clean. Jump. Oh, like a kangaroo. Yes. Right up. Boom. No soup for you. Like, it's going to be good. Especially when he figures everything out, obviously. But um, those two fr- those two uh, centers, really, they look good, too. Uh, I like the confidence in both of them. I mean, obviously, Drex was a smaller team, so there's going to be teams that have bigger guys that push them around a little bit. But um, just the fact that, you know, they were just confident and went in there, got blocks. I mean, Anselm played great. They both looked really, really good. And, um, I mean, I know it's only the second game, but it's only Drexel, and I need to be able to see it more. But uh, I think that... We'll be able to figure something out between those two 
in the whole, you know, um, bringing him in and out. I don't think we're going to have to rely on Buddy unless we're playing against really, really short lineups. But or sorry, not Buddy, but Jimmy playing in the middle. Um, but those those two to me look like they're going to be able to figure it out at least to give us some defense um, and and really even offense. I mean, they both scored all right too. So it's obviously still a work in progress. It's hard. I don't want to over you know, react after, after two games, um, because obviously we're an overreactionary fan base, but I think most are, but I agree. Um, you know, Anthony, Anthony is in the, is in the, is in the green room. What's up, dude? Dude, what are you calling a creeper, man? How do you think I got my wife? (laughs) (laughs) Giving away your secrets. Uh, What do you mean? Did you got it, man? That's why I'm listening. (laughs) No, it was good. Have a podcast in the green room too. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? It's me breathing heavy as I'm trying to do tricep pull downs. Um, Hey, I appreciate you for popping on. So, give us your. I finally figured out the stupid app, man. It never tells me you guys are on half the time. You're not signed up. I finally. I, dude, I have signed up. I get the alerts and everything, and they don't come through. I looked at the clock, and I'm like, I bet they're doing a podcast right now. Oh, oh! So you didn't get an alert? You just you just popped on no, to see? Man, I downloaded that app like three times. Man, that sucks. I, I blame Bezos, man. It's his fault. Well, him I, and his little penis rocket. Well, well uh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so you can bleep that or let it. it go. It's up to you. No, nope, well, that's look. That's staying. I I, uh, I, I I try not to I try not to add any extra work now that Giovanni is 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 in college now. I knew that there was a couple of young kids listening back in the day. My son was one once in a while, and his friends. So uh, they're a little older now. Gio is he's off. He's he's off to college. So that's when this yeah. that's when the swearing stopped getting bleeped. To be to be quite Damn, honest bro. with you. They'll be fine. I read this study about how people curse have higher intelligence, and it just validated everything I do on Twitter. I, I, <laughs> I want to see who put that out. I want to see who put yeah. that out. I'm not buying I'll send that. You like, trust. Yeah, 100. percent uh, Higher intelligence and creativity. I'm one of the most creative guys you know. Well, if that's the case, that's true. So give us. We 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 we. I by the way, I had your I had your your comment ready to go before I saw you in the green room, but. Um, give us your synopsis. Let's work back quickly, for, if you have time, to give us your synopsis yeah. of the of the basketball team, and then let us know what you think going forward for the next two games for football. So start with basketball. So the basketball team. I mean, I've been saying it for a while now. Like, I really wish more people would take up weightlifting or working out in general because the impatience of the fan base drives me insane. Like even like they live and die by every possession. Like let the guys develop, let something build. Like my God, man, let's judge everything at the end, not in the middle of a game with a whole half left. Like patience, people, everybody breathe. Yeah. It was only one point. It didn't look great, but I mean, you got to have a little bit of faith, right? Yeah. But yeah. I want to see how they come on the second half. You can make adjustments. You can get motivated. You get fired up. I'm sure coach had a talk with them. Like <laughs> let's, let's just judge it by the end. Let's judge it by the result. Like, don't put everything on one game, one possession, one half. How do you feel about the new pieces coming in? Um, mainly, obviously, Benny Williams, Cole Swider, Jimmy. Um, with with that said, Samir, I mean, I I, I want to see more from him. I said a couple episodes ago. I think we will. He's going to have to develop a little bit, but uh, he played better. He did play better. He did. But I, I want to see I more. I love the pieces, man. Like right? Swider, Jimmy is polished. Like people forget. Like he played at Cornell. Like he was a. He was one of the top players in the Ivy League. Like, this is some Bush yeah. kid coming in. This is right. nepotism. Like, the kid can rebound. He can pass. 
I mean, God forbid he grew up around basketball. Like he grew up around the dome. Swider's been great. I love Torrance coming off the bench too. He just he has an extra get up and go. And those buckets are going to drop eventually. Like yeah, he's, he's just having a hard yeah. time at the rim right now. Yeah, he's energetic and he'll get it. I think most of it's probably nerves. He's just trying to settle in, you know, and he's not getting a ton of minutes right now. But um, with that said, Benny Williams not getting a ton of minutes, but making the most of what he's got. Like Joe said, his shot's not exactly, it's a little flat, but all of the other little things he does, um, obviously yeah. it's going to be excellent to have him in that role next year and, you know, for, for real, for real, right? Um, and, yeah, and it, I think the biggest thing is chemistry. Like, all athletes say it. You can't quantify it. You can't see it, but you know when it's there, and it makes such a difference. It's such an intangible, and they have it. Absolutely. So, all right, with that said, let's, let's, um, let's switch. Let me hear your thoughts on the football game. There's not much analysis there in that game. But just going forward, you obviously feel free to add what you want, but going forward, how do you feel next two games? I mean, as bad as that was against Louisville, they basically just never got off the bus. Like, it can all change with a win against NC State. Like, sure. people forget, like, the next, the, your best opportunity is the next one. Go out and beat NC State. Louisville's forgotten about. Beat NC State. Beat Pitt. Beat one of the two. It's all forgotten about. Just, you know, like I keep saying, I want to judge it all by the end. What happens at the end? Everybody wants to fire Babers right now. Like, I know. It's let's ridiculous. see what happens at the end of the year. Like, everybody yeah. calm down. It's not happening. It's not happening right now. No college team generally <laughs> fires their coach in the middle of the year unless, even if they, you know, bring recruits out to hookers or something. It still doesn't happen. Right. It's, when you sign up for well, classes, that doesn't happen either. It's a good thing Syracuse Twitter doesn't get to make big decisions um, for either one of these programs because, yeah. <laughs> you know, and Twitter's no, not no, real no, life, not. right? Is Twitter real life? Like, I go no. on there and I just want I just want to jump off a cliff. I do. It's so depressing. I absolutely love Twitter. I, I love Twitter to death because I've saved so much money on pre-workout. It's insane. I love <laughs> just getting into arguments with people. It gets my testosterone just to a boiling point. And then I come to the gym and I feel great. Yeah, maybe I need to try that instead of just... It is when you make of it, man. It's with anything. Like I try not to go on there unless I'm either going back to get feedback or it's live during a game. Yeah, That's like what they say. Don't take like, life too seriously sometimes, right? I mean... Don't take life too seriously. You'll never get out alive. One of my favorite quotes. That's what they say, man, wow. right? So... And you're exactly You right. go in thinking you're going to have a crappy time. You're going to have a crappy time. Yeah. Yep. What'd you say, Joe? I was just saying that he's dead. Um, uh, Cuse Waterboy is exactly right with um, with what he said about this this team. And, like, especially with football, like, you're at five wins. Like, first off, Fire Dino, like, what was the over-under in Vegas? Like, three wins. And there was three. a lot of people that didn't yeah. even think we were going to get that, right? Here we are sitting five and five with two games left. And, again, if if you would have told anybody or if you would have asked any type of Syracuse football fan, hey, if you go six and six and go to a bowl game, is that a successful season in your eyes at the beginning of the year or even five and seven? I think that a lot of people would say yes. So um, we saw what he did. Absolutely. He made a tough decision. I think it was three weeks too late, but he decided to to go with Schrader. And, and now you see the direction they're going in. And, and I just think that everything that has happened this year, um, you know, he deserves another year. Especially, you know, people talk about that buyout, too. So there's yeah, that, too. Yeah, you're going to get hated for that. I know. It's like I'm not a coach apologist uh, for either one of the programs, but I just I see, I call it like I see it. Uh, a- any last words, Anthony? Something just, I want to see people get back in the damn dome, man. Tickets are so <laughs> cheap. It's ridiculous yeah. how we can't get people in there. 
it's mind blowing to me. And I'm pretty vocal about it on Twitter. If somebody has a kid that needs a test or something, I'm your best resource. I'll get you there. Like, just get in, man. Like, support the team. Like, whether you hate coach or not and you don't agree with what he's doing, like, support the kids, especially against Pitt, the six-year seniors. Like, go support those guys. Yeah, there needs to be a big turnout for that game. It could, you know, very well come down to that game. That's definitely possible. I think it's going to. And, um, you know, to have that game in the Dome. And I actually picked preseason for them to win to beat Pitt in that game, but, um, you know, here we are when Pitt's oh, a little the, bit better. I can't wait till you boys, <laughs> huh? I can't wait till you boys can get up the hoops game too, with the new scoreboard, how they lower it. Like, I, like I got great seats at the last game, like front row and my eyes, much like at like Cowboy stadium kept drifting up to the scoreboard, watching the action. I'm like, this, <laughs> this thing is sweet. Oh, oh, instead of on the court, you just find yourself watching the scoreboard. Yeah, because you just you get to see like the the angles that you don't that you miss yes, being that yeah. close. Like it's just, right. It's just the atmosphere. It's going to be so awesome once we pack that place. All right, you guys heard the man. Get to the dome. I mean, we've been pushing this, and I feel like a hypocrite pushing it because we're not in town and we don't go to many games. So it's good to get you on here pushing it, and it's good to um, see it on Twitter. I know you do um, really make the valiant effort, and I do think that Syracuse fans are going to show up against Pitt. And that game is going to be, is that a Saturday night game? Or we don't know yet, do we? We don't even know the time yet. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, that would be nice if it was, but I don't, I don't know if it will be. But anyway. Um, all right, Tony. Yeah, and if somebody doesn't have anyone to go with, hit me up. You can come yeah. sit with me. Like, make a new friend. Like, let's go. There's no people up there. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I I'm like talking it. about. Awesome. Well, hey, I want to see you back in the green room, man. All right? Don't be a stranger. Figure your app out. For crying out loud, it's ridiculous. You figure your app out. My phone works fine, man. You're probably I get to watch adult videos quite well through the Wi-Fi, so I don't know what you're doing. Well, I guess that just works better. Maybe you're better at navigating that than you are the app. You ever think about that? I'm, I'm very good at navigating. Spe- the trick is spe- never click on the stuff on the banners. Always stay in the middle, and you'll be fine. You won't get a virus. Okay, sounds good. With that said, Tony, thanks. Once again, you make it everybody blush. Appreciate you, buddy. Yeah. You take care. Anytime. See you, bud. All right, bud. Yeah, you guys have a good one. You too. Let it. Uh, uh, by, the way, by the way, uh, he, uh, he, sent, he sent Chris Bleich to our feed too, by the way. And I wish I would have thought about this while he was on. Um, he's still there. But uh, we appreciate that. Um, he, yep. actually watched, he actually watched our Facebook feed for those of you who couldn't watch the game. And for those, and, and Tony will let me know. He lets me know if if people are having are going to have trouble getting the game, and um, getting the game either football or basketball. And usually, I get almost every ACC game I can find down here uh, in Virginia. So, anyways, appreciate uh, appreciate that, Tony. Oh, good for you. Uh, so that's it. That's really all I got, Joe. Unless you have any closing words for us. No, I think no? we got okay. uh, previews coming up. I think on uh, Wednesday, so. We're going to so skip. We're good, right? Two things. Two things. Uh, we're going to skip tomorrow. We're going to do a preview Wednesday for NC State and Colgate, and also um, when things aren't so hectic with even just putting a show together and having to do both sports, uh, the the coach montage with our favorite Jim Beheim will be back as soon as I have the time to get the coach, the, the coach Beheim montage put together. Cause those are the yeah. funnest ones. Let's be honest. Uh, once we can, once we can settle down and have some time to do that, those will be back. But, um, until then we'll just keep doing what we're doing. Um, so we appreciate everybody for tuning in. 
like I said, Wednesday we will see you for NC State preview Dude. with our predictions, our always accurate predictions. We'll go live then. Uh, and that's it. Thank you all for hanging out with us. We appreciate you. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Tony, thank you. Peace.